Welcome to the Beyond the Box Score podcast. In this episode, I interview Coach Cole Wakefield. He's a graduate assistant at the University of Louisiana. Coach, how's it going? David, how we doing, man? Doing well. Coach, want to give yourself a brief introduction to our listeners? Absolutely. So uh, my name is Cole Wakefield. I'm, uh, I just finished up my first year as a graduate assistant here at the University of Louisiana. Um, originally, I'm from Katy, Texas. Um, we're about 20 minutes outside of Houston. Um, prior to my time here at UL, I, uh, I was a student manager at Texas Tech, and I did that for three years and had the luxury of working you know, for two great coaches that kind of took me under their wing uh, in both Coach Chris Beard and Coach Mark Adams. Um, you know, my time out there, you know, really sort of helped me get to where I am today. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's really been a blessing to see sort of how different lessons I learned out there have helped me transition into the GA role and and things of that nature. Talk about growing up in Katy, Texas. Oh, man. Um, if you're always looking for somewhere to eat, Katy, Texas is a spot. You know, that's kind of what we're known for. You know, we got restaurants in and everywhere. But, uh, you know, Katy was good. You know, it was uh, – it was good for me, you know. Um, I lived all eighteen of my, for my for the first eighteen years of my life there, um, prior to moving to Lubbock, and uh, you know it was it was it was great, you know. So I still have a lot of really good friends that are in Katy, and uh, you know it's always good, you know, being close to Houston, having you know a lot of things to do, and uh, you know always going catch a Rockets games or Astros games and things like that that were a lot of fun that you know Houston has to offer, and uh, you know. What made you decide to go to Texas Tech? And did you have any opportunities to play college basketball or college athletics anywhere? So actually, it's kind of a funny story as to how I ended up at Texas Tech. So um, I uh, actually grew up a diehard Baylor fan. Uh, my dad went to Baylor, and I thought that's where I was going to end up, you know, throughout the majority of my, you know, uh, younger life. And then um, one day I went and visited Tech, and for some reason it just really felt like home. You know, I went out there and just, you know, sort of love, you know, kind of the small town feel and the small town atmosphere of it. Um, and then I was still on the fence between Baylor and Tech. And uh, one of my best friends to this day, he called me and he goes, hey, man, I hear, you know, you might go to Texas Tech. You want to be roommates? And literally right there on the phone, I was like, yeah, man, let's do it. You know, and so I decided to be a Red Raider that day. Um, that was before basketball even came into the picture for me. Um I actually only played two years of basketball in high school, and then I ended up going the baseball direction. Uh, I was a better baseball player than a basketball player, but uh, I would say basketball, you know, as you can probably, you know, tell is something I've always loved more, but baseball from an athletic standpoint was the better route for me to play college ball. Uh, had a few baseball offers to go play, you know, division two, II, division threes, but uh, ultimately decided just to go to school and, I did my first year actually as just a regular student and all that, which, uh, you know, was, which was fine, but, uh, I knew the basketball was something I really wanted to get into. And, um, and my sophomore year came around and, uh, I actually got in contact with coach Brian Berg, who's now at Ole Miss as an assistant coach. He was an assistant with beer at the time. Um, and I told him, you know, kind of my story, you know, how I, you know, I've always, you know, been around basketball, wanted to do basketball and it's something that, you know, if, if there was an opportunity for me to do anything, whether it was, you know, cleaning toilets or just doing, you know, small things to be around, you know, it's, uh, it was something I'd love to do. And he eventually got me in contact with the head manager at the time, Cooper Anderson, who's now the director of operations at Texas Tech. And, um, 
he liked me enough to hire me, I guess. And so that's kind of how my journey got started in basketball. And, and from there, you know, it's where I really got to, you know, dive into video and work with, you know, some, you know, the best in the business, you know, uh, like Brock Bernardo, who's now at Texas, he's a VC down there and Daniel Duran, who actually got me started. Uh, he's also down at Texas. And so getting to kind of dive in head first, as soon as I got there was, uh, was really cool. And it's kind of helped, you know, propel me to where I sort of am today or kind of give me, you know, that, that leg up over maybe somebody else, you know, who was vying for the same GA spots I was ultimately going for. Definitely. Now you guys had players like Mac McClung, Kyler Edwards, Micah Peavy, Marcus Santos, Silva. What type of work ethic did they have? And then I got to ask, what's the most impressive dunk you witnessed Mac do in practice? Oh man. Okay. <laughs> Where to start with Mac McClung? Um, you know, as, as, as we all see now, you know, Mac, uh, Mac's always kind of been a high-flying guy. You know, you saw it in the slam dunk contest this year. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny, you know, when you sit down and sort of think about some of, you know, the incredible stuff he's been able to do. But uh, I guess the biggest one I'll remember is we had a uh, – I think we were doing some sort of slam dunk contest, I think, just kind of as a team. Because, you know, Mac was here sort of right after the COVID year. Uh, and so we were kind of just messing around one day doing something and I'll never forget. He like, he bounced the ball and it bounced it and it ended up going up and hitting the backboard and he went up between the legs and dunked it. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen sort of in person at the time. And, uh, and I would say it's one of those ones where it's just, seeing that in person was really kind of just, um, you know, it's sort of, just, I don't even, it's even like sitting here right now, it's hard to even kind of, you know, put it into words, you know, some of the stuff he's able to do, but uh, it was right there seeing that, you know, firsthand was just like, wow, you know, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> white men can jump, man, I tell you, you know, he, <laughs> uh, no, but uh, in regards to work ethic, you know, guys like Tyler and Mac and Marcus and all them, you know, it's second to none, you know, uh, those are guys that truly loved, you know, basketball and love being in the gym and love, you know, getting better and love, you know, making each other better. That was one of my favorite things about it. And, you know, they'd always come in and work out together, you know, it, uh, whether, you know, they'd come in in the morning or whether they, you know, come in, you know, morning, afternoon, some guys, you know, come in in the evening, um, you know, they just love pushing each other and making each other as good as they possibly could be. And that's why we we're able to find a lot of success, you know, uh, even guys, you know, like Terrence Shannon Jr. who was with us, you know, he, he come in every morning, you know, six o'clock in the morning, you know, and get 500 shots up, you know, that's, now I got to be there with him for a lot of that and, you know, see sort of how he's been able to, you know, get to where he is now to where he's, you know, about to be, you know, a dra NBA draft pick. So, uh, you know, seeing, you know, stuff like that firsthand just really sort of, uh, you know, helps kind of sum up the success we were able to have and, uh, and everything like that. Yeah, I'm not asking you to speak on, uh, you know, what happened this past year, but what was Chris Beard like to work for as a student manager at Texas Tech? Uh, you know, he uh, had uh, really high expectations. You know, that's kind of the best way I could put it. You know, he he held us to the same standard he held all of his players to, which uh, I'll forever respect him for. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's no excuses, you know, no BS. Um, that's kind of how, that's how I ran his program, and that's how he's always going to run his program, you know. Uh, you know, it's definitely a, you know, sometimes, you know, you had to learn from the school of hard knocks a little bit, you know, if you made mistakes, you know, you, you might get ripped for it a little bit, but, you know, just 
take it on the chin, you know, use it as a, as you know, a learning tool and, and, you know, move on from there. You know, uh, I like to tell a lot of guys, you know, and actually my little brother's with him now at Ole Miss, he's going to student manager for him at Ole Miss. And, uh, you know, I tell everybody, you know, uh, you know, hear the message, not the tone, you know, and that's, I think, you know, the biggest thing for me, you know, that I've always kind of taken from it. And, uh, and one of the best things about coach beard as well is that, you know, if you, if you're loyal to him, he'll go to the ends of the earth for you. You know, I actually, uh, I got to talk to him a couple of days ago and it was, you know, really cool. We were talking about my little brother and uh, he was even saying, you know, how, you know, he's glad he's a part of the program and, you know, you know, say how I run it or he knows how he runs. I know, excuse me, I know how he runs his programs. And uh, he had even said, you know, once, once he's done here, you know, we'll get him hooked up with a journalism job. And, and he's a guy who I know will, you know, live up to his words. So it's someone, you know, that I'll, I've always respected and always well respect and, and, and he's a winner, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's a winner. And I think he'll, he's always going to be a winner. So, uh, you know, they're that Ole Miss program, you know, is, you know, things are, things are going to be looking up for them here real soon. So. No, I couldn't agree more. You know, I've, I've heard he's a kind of guy who's in the office till all hours of the night. <laughs> Did you ever get to the office before him or stay later than him during your time in Lubbock? <laughs> I've gone to the, I've gone to the office earlier than him. You know, I definitely I've beat him to the office a few times. You know, when it staying later, you know, it's uh staying later, you know, can be tough sometimes. You know, we had we had our late nights for sure. We had our two a.m.s. You know, some three a.m.s. And leading in, leading up to the NCAA tournament, you know, we had our four thirties and fives. You know, on on selection Sunday. Uh, but and it's really funny, you know, when I tell stories like that because uh. You know, some people are like, man, you know, like three, four, you know, and it's like, yeah. But uh, one of the things about it is we were all in it together, you know, like the whole staff was there and we kind of called it the trenches some, you know, uh, like, hey, everybody, you know, just dig in, you know, get your work done, you know, and it's going to pan out for you, you know, uh, as you move on down the road. So uh, like when I always and actually, you know, we have a couple former Red Raiders on staff with us here. Casey Perrin is the assistant coach for us and Oliver Houston is our strength coach. And so um you know, we kind of talk about those times some, and, uh, you know, we, we even tell each other, you know, like, say, like, man, you know, it's, it was definitely a long night some nights, you know, but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. And when you know, people ask us if we go back and do it again, we a hundred percent would go back and do it again. Coach Beard left for the Longhorns in 2021 and you were there for Mark Adams first season as head coach of his alma mater. How'd your role change under the new head honcho? Yeah, so uh, one of uh, one of the biggest things that my role kind of changed in when Adams took over is I, I really that's when I sort of became kind of like the co-head managers we call it. You know, me and a kid named Kate Simmons who uh, was the other you know head manager. You know, we uh, we sort of you know took over basically, you know, almost like overseeing the managers some. You know, making sure everybody you know was you know, doing what they were supposed to do and all that. And, but really where my role changed the most was, uh, I actually got to be a part of one of our assistant coaches scout teams. So we, uh, we actually split up all the assistants had essentially a group of four guys that were basically called a scout team. And I got to work, work you know, with coach Barrett Peary's scout team. And he's now, you know, the assistant coach at UNLV. Um, but so, you know, getting to kind of, you know, do things from a scouting standpoint, you know, is a lot of fun. You know, I've, you know, gotten been doing video now for, you know, two years, but, you know, getting to kind of really, 
break down sort of the scouting side and get into a uh, help game plan different things was uh was a lot of fun and it was definitely a cool experience that uh and uh, and I'll say man there's there's no better feeling than a scout win as you as you know as well as anybody so so you know getting to you know experience that was uh was a lot of fun and and it's something you know that I'll you know be forever thankful to coach Adams and to coach Peary for so um but that was really kind of you know my my biggest thing is uh when we had the transition from beer to Adams. Okay. Awesome. You guys go 18 and no at home, reach the sweet 16 where you lost by single digits to Duke in 2022. What was it like to go up against a coach K coached Duke team? It's unbelievable. You know, uh, it's kind of something, you know, you always dream about, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you get to one day, you know, play against coach K or, uh, you know, at least play against, you know, a Duke team. Uh, so getting the opportunity to go see those guys over in San Francisco was was definitely uh it was a lot of fun obviously you know we came up short you know you really want to win that game and you know I was really gutted for our boys because I feel like we did play enough or play well enough to win that game but uh you know you uh it's you know it's definitely you know all things considered very much a uh how do you how do you even sort of put it it was very much a that's gonna call it you know an unbelievable experience um you know, it's something, you know, that not everybody gets, you know, the luxury to do. And, you know, just being able to do that and getting to do it on the biggest stage was uh, was a lot of fun. And Paolo Bancaro was really good. <laughs> um, you know, he he played like the number one pick that game. Uh, you know, they have – and Duke, you know, had a really incredible team that year too, as, as you know. So, uh, you know, just – I was super proud of our boys, you know, for going in and fighting the way that they did and, you know, and – you know, Duke shooting 70-something percent in the second half uh, to propel him to win by nine, you know, is it's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, it's it's how we play the game, right? You know, it's uh, you only have one champion at the end of the year. So, you know, it's – and actually I got to meet Coach K after the game, which was kind of cool. I got to, you know, shake his hand and introduce myself, which uh, which was awesome, you know, especially with that being his, you know, last season and, and all that. So That's awesome. What type of sacrifices do you have to make as a student manager as far as time commitments, not enjoying the other things that most college students, especially down in Lubbock, <laughs> uh, you know, try to enjoy? Yeah, you know, so, uh, you know, as as I would tell anybody, you know, it's it's a full-time job. Um, you know, you need to be available pretty much all day, you know, especially if you want to earn kind of the respect of the coaching staff or the support staff, uh, you know, and obviously with that, you know, you got to sacrifice, you know, going out with your buddies some nights and, uh, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to sacrifice a little bit of sleep, you know, you got to, you got a guy who wants to get some shots up at 6am, you know, you need to just, you know, nut up and go do it. Um, so things like that, you know, that can be, you know, a challenge early on. Uh, but you know, it's really just something you kind of got to do if it's something that you really want to do and something, you know, you want to try to prolong your time and ultimately, uh, you know, and and I would say, you know, the, the toughest thing though about, you know, for that I try to get guys to understand that are gonna be student managers that are student managers too, is that, you know, you're gonna do a lot of these things, you're gonna sacrifice a lot of your time and you know, and you may not you may seem like you're not gonna get noticed for it. You know, we kinda call it, you know, it's really kinda like a thankless job at times, you know, but uh but I tell everybody, you know, every every move you make and everything you do, somebody sees it, you know, and whether they acknowledge it or not. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, willing to make those sacrifices and, you know, 
not go out on that Friday night or, you know, get up, you know, be at that workout at six in the morning, you know, a coach is going to see that and be like, you know what, that kid busts his ass, the kid works his ass off, you know, I'll make a phone call for that kid one day, you know, things like that, you know, uh, so it's definitely, definitely, you know, time commitment, but also it's definitely something that if you know you're, you're willing to do and you take the time to, uh, to apply it, it'll, it'll take you a long way. Not well said. At what point of the season are you applying to be a graduate assistant? And, and what schools did you reach out to and, and how many did you hear back from? Yeah, so uh, so my situation was a little bit different. Um, I was uh, I was at, actually at Texas Tech all the way until June 1st. So um, I was hoping out, you know, those guys, I, I knew, you know, I was kind of on the fence, you know, for a GA spot at Texas Tech. And I, at the time, you know, I was like, you know, this is where I want to be. This is home. You know, it's been home for four years, you know, been part of the program for three years. Got to do a lot with Coach Adams, you know. So uh, I, you know, was kind of vying for a GA spot there. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's just not what God had planned for me at the time. Um, so when I found out on June 1st, you know, it's, I was kind of, you know, late to the party a little bit. Uh a lot of, you know, GA roles were getting filled and I didn't really know what to do necessarily at the time. Um, so I reached out to Coach Marlin here and he's a, he's a family friend of ours. Him and my dad had known each other for years and years. And uh, I grew up going to watch his games at Sam Houston State uh, when I was younger. They were only like an hour up the road from us. And then they're in Huntsville. And then um, I obviously, you know, watched them at, you know, UL. And then when I went to college, I kept up with them and all that. And so, you know, we've, I've known coach for forever since I was, you know, in fourth grade. And so uh reached out to him and said, Hey coach, you know, uh, you know, I just want to let you know, like they didn't really work out, you know, here at tech, unfortunately, but uh, you know, if you have, if you have any sort of openings or anything, you know, I'd, I'd love to come work for you. And, uh, and he got back to me within the week and he said, Hey Cole, you know, we are actually, uh, well, I talked, you know, the administration, we're going to create a GA spot for you. So, uh, so that was, you know, truly a blessing right there, you know, to, uh, and, you know, definitely a, a sigh of relief, you know, knowing that, uh, you know, I had a job, so, you know, having a job is cool, you know, but, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it was definitely a unique experience for sure. You know, it's a lot different from a lot of people, you know, I know a lot of guys that, you know, typically start applying, you know, for GA stuff, uh, towards the end of seasons, you know, or right after seasons, you know, when, you know, some roster or staff moves start happening. Um, but I was definitely, you know, uh, a little bit different than most for sure. You know, that, that's even cooler than his red uh, sport coat he wears, man, creating a spot for you. That's big time. Right. No, for sure. For sure. Hey, the red sport coat's great though. Now <laughs> there, it's, that's a, uh, that's trademark. Why do you think he took a chance on you? You know, even being a family friend, all that stuff, like what makes him take a chance on you? And, and what were your primary responsibilities uh, early on? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, th I I like to think, you know, that, you know, maybe he had, you know, heard from some people within Texas Tech. Maybe they, you know, put in a good word for me. Um, I think I got to talk to him, you know, while I was at Tech, just, you know, periodically before even, you know, I things came up as a GA and I, you know, talked to him about what I do and kind of what the hours were like and, and all that. And, 
And I think, you know, with him knowing, you know, who I, you know, had the opportunity to work for, you know, I think that helps some too, you know. Uh, so I think that, and also him knowing, you know, that I got to do video stuff and, uh, and then I got to be a part of a scout team, you know, helped a lot, especially when you're coming into a smaller staff, you know, where you can really step in and have experience in different roles you'd be thrown into, you know, just naturally with a smaller staff. So uh, I think that's ultimately what helped me the most when it came to getting a spot. Uh, and again, I guess, you know, he, I guess he just liked me enough to bring me into, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's what I think uh, really kind of maybe propelled him to give me that opportunity. Okay. Okay. I know you mentioned, you know, off air, it's a fairly small uh, staff at Louisiana, but who are some of the guys on staff who really took you under their wing this past season? Yeah. You know, so uh, I like to look right to our, three assistant coaches you know i'll tell everybody you know especially on the mid-major landscape we got the three best assistant coaches in the country um you know starting with casey Perrin. uh casey Perrin, you know he was uh i go i was with him at texas tech you know my first year when i was a, a sophomore and i came in mid-year he was actually a ga and so you know i got to see a lot of things he got to do as a ga and then you know he became the chief of staff uh for my junior year and then he went you know and was the you know director of operations at texas uh but this year you know he he's really sort of, you know, taking me under his wing and he's really sort of helped, you know, kind of show me the ways of the land, you know, that, that, you know, is, you know, the GA life, uh, uh, you know, he's helped me, you know, with a lot of skill development stuff because it's been something I didn't really get to do a whole lot of at tech or like at all. And so he really, you know, showed me a lot of different things I could do, you know, to help, you know, develop our guys. So that part was big. Uh, he got me involved in Photoshop, uh, you know, and so I've been, you know, working on some Photoshop stuff and, Kind of making myself you know more indispensable there and and he also you know showed me you know to, to just uh always you know make sure that the coaches have everything they need to make sure you're on top of everything and get stuff done you know as quick as you possibly can you know so that uh kind of having you know someone like that you know who can really you know push me to be the best version of myself is great uh donovan cates is the next one you know he's uh he came from the university of alabama uh you know he was a special assistant there and you know, he's, he helped me a lot, you know, on the scouting side of things, you know, he, he helped show me, you know, a lot of different little things that I may not have seen, you know, when you're just watching, you know, when you're breaking down a game or, you know, uh, when you're trying to, uh, you know, put, you know, personnel stuff together. So, uh, you know, I did a lot of, for his scout team, really, you know, I got to do a lot of personnel, but, you know, we, so I'd do it and then I'd go sit with him and, he would, you know, find even like littler things that, you know, could help our guy help repel our guys, you know, to get us over the hump and win these games. And he took the time to kind of show me different things like that, you know, different things to look for necessarily. Such with him being, you know, a former player, uh, it's kind of good to, you know, get firsthand, you know, knowledge from a former player. That part was really cool. Um, so he's great. And, you know, I've gotten to know him really, really well over this year, you know, and we actually live in the same apartment complex. So, you know, I'll, you know, it's it's always good to have someone literally like the next building over to, uh, you know, to go and talk to, you know, especially if I just need something, you know, just, you know, in life too. Um, and then uh, Derek Zimmerman, uh, Derek Zimmerman, you know, he's, uh, he's our, you know, other assistant coach here. He, um, he was actually a AAU coach in high school. Uh, so that was kind of, you know, a really cool connection we had uh, when he was living down in Houston. But, uh, you know, and he's, you know, a former NBA guy. So, you know, it's always it's always super cool getting to, uh, you know, to see, you know, a lot of things firsthand from somebody who, you know, played at the highest level of basketball. Um, and, you know, too, he's, you know, someone who's 
who I know always has my back, you know, he's, you know, like family to me and my family, you know, and, and you know, he's, uh, he's helped show me, you know, different ways to go about uh, just the everyday life of, you know, college ball and, and how, you know, basically how to, you know, do things professionally, you know, and how to, uh, you know, really kind of better yourself to on the, on the court and off the court. So, you know, I think those three guys, it's been, truly really a blessing to me and they've really helped me grow from day one as a GA to where I am now. And, and don't get me wrong, I still got a lot to learn. Like, trust me, I, I got a lot to learn, you know? And so, but, you know, having these guys back, you know, is, it's just going to be that much better. And, you know, and, and, you know, with the season we had this past year, uh, getting a win with these guys was a lot of fun. So it's something, you know, we hope to continue in the next year. Oh, good stuff. We won't ask about uh, your AAU team and, and what kind of record you had, but uh... <laughs> not not as good as our college team last year. But but we were, you know, we we were okay. We had an okay team. No question. You know, the Raging Cajuns, like you said, had a lot of success. Twenty six and eight, perfect. Fourteen and zero at home this season. How tough was that to do in a league like the Sun Belt that has so many different types of style of play? Man, you know, I, uh, the Sun Belt's tough. You know, the Sun Belt was a gauntlet this year. You know, there's the teams that, you know, came into the conference, you know, were, were incredible. You know, when you add, you know, Southern Miss, you know, who ended up having the biggest turnaround in college basketball. You know, you had Marshall, you know, who's super, you know, up-tempo offensive team. And you know, you had James Madison. It's just tough. It's a tough, tough team. Plays hard. You know, and you add, you know, Old Dominion, you know, who plays really well at home. Um, and, you know, along with other teams, you know, like Troy and, and teams like that, you know, that are, you know, super good. South Alabama, you know, team we saw in the championship game, you know, gave us fits, you know. Uh, you know, it's it's a super tough conference, you know. So, uh, you know, we knew, you know, that night in and night out, you know, it was going to be a battle. You know, you're going to get everybody's best shot every night, you know. And, and we were picked to win the conference, you know, coming into the season. And so you knew right then and there that no matter where you were playing or who you were playing, they're going to come in, you know, one to kick your ass um so you know kind of just preaching that to the guys every day was one of our biggest things that we did you know was you know these guys you know ain't gonna come in here and roll over you know they're gonna come in here and try to shock the world so uh it definitely wasn't easy you know we had some battles um you know georgia southern were down 19 at half and you know we and we come out and you know pop them early in the second half and you know we find a way to get a hold of that game late um and, you know, just things like that, you know, we had a lot of stuff we had to overcome just to get to 14 and 0. And that's really, truly a testament to our guys. Uh, you know, we had a, we had a tough and resilient bunch this year, you know, guys that, you know, just never let the situation get too big. And, you know, they, you know, when they, when it, they were faced with adversity, they didn't back down from it. You know, they, they used it as a, as a challenge and they were, you know, sort of excited to face it, you know, so, and that they had that all the way up to, you know, the Tennessee game, you know, where, uh, you know, we're, as you saw, you know, we were down 18 in the second half and we rattle off a 13-0 run and all of a sudden, you know, it's a little bit of a ball game, you know, and, you know, everybody gets into it. And, and so, but that was just, that's just who we were, you know, it's just the guys we had, you know, starting with our seniors, you know, uh, you know, they were great. And, you know, we had, you know, a couple guys, you know, that, you know, were transfers, you know, transfers in, uh, you know, like Themis Folks, our point guard, you know, was, a little bit younger, but then you have Terrence Lewis, senior, you know, journeyman, five schools in five years guy who, uh, yeah, wild. But, uh, you know, he, the guy, you know, who came in, you know, is a winner, you know, guy who just wanted to win, do whatever it takes to win. 
uh, you know, obviously you got, you got a Jordan Brown, you know, Jordan Brown, you know, mid major national player of the year, uh, you know, just unbelievable talent, you know, with the basketball, uh, you know, Greg Williams, you know, who was big time leader for us, Jalen Dalcourt leader off the bench, you know, you just have Kobe Julian, you know, who overcame all sorts, you know, was, he's overcome a bunch of injuries and he's not let that, you know, phase him. He's, you know, done everything and he did everything in his power to get back. And, and he understood at times, you know, you know, somebody else might be in the game just because they'll, they help us in that moment. But, you know, he never let any of those situations sort of phase him. And, and as we got into the postseason, you know, he, he really stepped up and was a huge factor for us, especially in that tournament game. So, uh, having guys like that, you know, uh, really make, makes it a lot of fun, you know, to, you know, to, to coach or to be around. And, you know, uh, a lot of guys, you know, who, you know, you're going to win with just because of who they are, you know, on and off the floor. Definitely. Louisiana made their first NCAA tournament appearance in nine years. How exciting was it on selection Sunday? And then what did the scouting and prep look like for the NCAA tournament? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, winning that, uh, that championship game was unbelievable. You know, it was, uh, it was super surreal. Um, you know, just seeing just the excitement on our guy's face, you know, is something that I'll, you know, always remember forever. Uh, you know, it's kind of what, we, you know, we had to go through, you know, you know, three games in three days to, um, to get, you know, the opportunity to hoist that trophy and to, you know, get back to the biggest stage was, was unbelievable. And, you know, and, and if you remember for our guys last year, you know, they, uh, despite being an eight seed, they made a magical run to the Sunbelt Conference Championship. It came up just short, you know, against a, a damn good Georgia State team. Um, and so, you know, a lot of guys had kind of that, you know, nasty taste in their mouth. And and so, you know, when they got in, when they we got back to the tournament this year, you know, they said, you know, let's let's go do this thing. You know, let's let's get over the hump this year. So, so you know, our guys getting to, uh, you know, seeing all their work pay off, you know, and, you know, kind of using that championship game from last year. It's kind of that chip on their shoulder to get over the hump and to finally do it. You know, it's a, a truly special feeling. And, and, uh, and I was glad our boys, you know, got the opportunity to go and play. Uh, Selection Sunday, oh, man, you know, Selection Sunday, there's nothing like it. Uh, you know, we uh, we all packed into uh, all packed into a walk, into walk-ons here in town. Uh, the whole town is there. You know, we have the whole back room sort of blocked off. Uh, and, of course, we're, like, in the very last region, you know, so, like, we get super excited. Everybody's got their phones out, right? You know, like, we think we're going to be, you know, a 13, 14. 13 seed comes up, you know, for three straight brackets, and you're like, here we go. Oh, you know, so everybody has to wait. But once, you know, that we finally saw, you know, who we were playing and uh, and they called our name, you know, we all went crazy. So it was kind of fun, you know, it was, you know, cool. A lot of families were there. So a lot of families came in and, you know, a lot of our kids who are from Louisiana, they all, their whole families were there. So uh, it was cool, you know, get to see them experience that with their family firsthand. Um now for the scouting and prep, you know, we uh as soon as they called our names, you know, us as the staff, we were out of there. Uh right to the office. You know, we uh, immediately started, you know, working on, you know, I started working on cutting games, getting games done so our coaches could start, you know, scouting. Um you know, we had to do, you know, games for uh for a couple of teams. And obviously Tennessee, you know, we you know, we that was the main sort of primary, you know, I was getting a lot of games done for them and then you know, we had to also get ready for, you know, he potentially play coming out of the other side, you know, whether it was FAU or, uh, oh, who'd they beat? Um, I forget who they beat, but, you know, uh, 
it all runs together after a little bit. I apologize, but um, you know, you know, so definitely that first night, you know, was uh, it's pretty wild. You know, we had uh, we had a pretty late night that night. You know, we were there till about probably midnight. You know, just trying to get stuff done and you know really get a jump on Tennessee and kind of have a lot of that stuff ready to go so we could get right into them the next morning with the guys. So it was definitely crazy for sure. Um, you know, but you know, it's a lot of fun and, you know, preparing for an NCAA tournament, you know, makes, you know, late nights a lot easier. So, uh, you know, it's, um, it was a cool experience and, you know, getting to do it, uh, you know, with these guys was, was awesome. And, and I'll tell everybody, you know, going to the tournament, you know, in general is incredible. Uh, going to it with Texas Tech was unbelievable as well, but there's, there's nothing like going to the tournament as a mid-major, knowing that, knowing what you have to do to get to the tournament. Um, you know, and I tell everybody like the conference tournament for us is literally like its own national championship, you know, it's win or go home essentially. Uh, so getting to do that and getting to win it that way, you know, it was a lot of fun. That was my first, uh, my first conference championship. So that was cool. You know, we came up just short my senior year at Texas tech, uh, against Kansas in the big 12 championship. But, uh, you know, so anyway, you know, getting to, uh, getting to do all that and, do it with this group of guys was unbelievable. I got to ask, which manager team was the best that you played against during your time as a manager and or as a grad assistant? Oh, wow. Um, okay, so the best manager team I played against in my time. Um, we, so we, uh, I would say it's probably my senior year. Well, I'll tell two stories about my senior year. So we, uh, I'd say the toughest team we probably played was, uh, we played Baylor. We played Baylor in Waco. And, uh, you know, some of these guys I remember this game too, but, uh, you know, they had a couple of GAs that were really, really good and a couple of managers that could really play too. So uh, don't get me wrong, we had a really good team also between us, our managers and our GAs. Um, and we, we, it was a battle, you know, we battled, uh, Back and forth, you know, we had uh, we had a GA who played at uh, the Citadel who was really good, and we had a GA who actually played in the G League, and so you know having that you know helps. Um, you know, so uh, but their managers and GAs were good as well. So we had it was an absolute battle in the Farrell Center. Um, it was like seventy five to seventy five, and we hit we hit a tough shot to go up too late, and then things actually kind of started getting chippy a little bit. Uh, you know, guys, you know, start talking mess some, and, you know, we all kind of get into it a little bit, but, uh, it's, you know, good old fashioned competitive, you know, manager games, you know, don't get it twisted. Those games get, those games get just as competitive. Uh, but you know that, uh, and, but luckily, you know, we found a way they had a shot at the buzzer and missed and we found a way to win, but, uh, had to throw that in there, but, um, you know, it's, there were, uh, that was an incredible team. You know, they were, they were dang good. Um, it was one of those ones where it really could have gone either way, you know, and also I knew the kind of team we had. Um, also, you know, I'll tell a story of when we played Oklahoma. We actually lost in overtime to Oklahoma. Uh, we played against a guy named Clayton Custer, who uh, he just got the assistant coach job at Loyola now where he played. He was he was the point guard on the team that led Loyola Chicago to the Final Four. Yes, you know, running into him, you know, at 10 o'clock at night on a casual Tuesday was no fun. Um you know, he gave us about 45, you know, casually. Oh, so easy 45, man. 
I think I switched on to him a couple times and, you know, he might as well just hand him a couple buckets there. Uh, you know, he's, uh, but, you know, so getting to, you know, see someone like him, you know, was it's cool to play against, you know, not fun to lose against. Um, <laughs> he's a great guy though, you know, super, you know, modest, humble guy down to earth. But, uh, you know, it's, that's just kind of the, you know, the beauty of manager game sometimes. You never know who you're going to run into and a guy can easily, you know, put 50 on your head and you can get beat. So, it's a it's a tough deal. It's a tough deal there. You know, we actually uh, here at UL this year we had a we had a good manager team. We uh, we ended up going undefeated, and we ended up being the number two manager team in the country uh, according to manager games. So that part was fun. We had we had a good group of guys here. Um, you know, they carried me. You know, we have our student managers are you know incredible players. You know, they were big time high school guys. You know, they just they just got to kind of deal with me some. So. Uh, no, but it's, uh, manager games are incredible. You know, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of awesome. You know, the guys who started that and it's something, you know, that, uh, you know, it gets, keeps growing and growing, you know, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll be something to, uh, it'll catch, you know, the public's attention as time goes on too, you know, so you know, maybe we'll start getting some crowds at these games, you know, <laughs> maybe we can start getting some decent time manager games and maybe you can get a couple people in the stands who knows. So. But no, it's uh it's a lot of fun and you know, you get to play against a lot of really good players and you know, it helps you sort of develop connections with, you know, different teams, you know, around the country. So it's a good time. No doubt. Hey, maybe one day ESPN the Ocho or ESPN U, you never know, man. That's right. That's always right. need programming. That's right. You can slap us right in between Cornhole and Axe throwing, baby. <laughs> Put us right in there. Put us right in the Ocho. Exactly. And Coach, what are your career aspirations as far as coaching or you know basketball yeah so uh so you know the, you know the goal of mine is to be a division one college basketball head coach um something you know that I really always wanted to do um and it's really kind of been the dream of mine since I was you know little uh and that's kind of you know the the route I'm looking to go right now uh obviously you know from a GA side of things I'm also working towards my uh NBA that's uh I'm ultimately going to get into and so I can get that done, you know, here at UL. So that'll be that'll be kind of cool to have. Um, but from a from a standpoint of where I ultimately want to go, you know, I'm hoping you know move up the ranks. You know, you know maybe you know maybe you know if the, if the BC thing you know comes open or you know down the road, you know maybe do the BC, and then you know maybe work my way to you know director of ops and then assistant coach and then hopefully head coach one day. Um, that's sort of you know the goal of mine, and that's that's what I've. That's what I think I want to do right now. So that's uh that's what we're pushing for. Wow. Hey, make it happen. I know you will. Hey, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I know you're gonna do big things too. So you know, and I appreciate like, that, coach. Absolutely. You know, it's always gotta keep grinding, man. I doubt you're coming. Coach, we've come to the segment I call start bench cut. Give you three things. You start one, bench one, and cut one. Just three things in general. Yep. So the first one, Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. Okay, here we go. Let's see, <laughs> so you know, uh, you know, you know us here at UL. You know, we're Adidas, so we're gonna start Adidas. We're gonna start Adidas here. Uh, we're going to uh, we're gonna bench Nike. We're gonna cut Under Armour. So, okay, okay. From your time in Lubbock, Chimmies, Flippers, Silver Bullet. Oh. Uh, Man, uh, Chimmy's number one always. Always got to go Chimmy's for sure. You know, Chimmy's is Chimmy's is a staple. Uh, ain't nothing like ain't nothing like uh, 
nothing like a little Jimmy's margarita, you know, especially after uh, after a long day of work, you know, or after a big win. So you can't beat those. And then who are you cutting and who who's on the bench? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot the game. Uh, so we're, we're starting Jimmy's for sure. We're going to uh, we're going to bench silver bullet and we're going to cut flippers. Okay. Okay. Movies. Hustle. He got game. Blue chips. Uh, we're starting. We're starting hustle. Uh, Adam Sandler's incredible. Uh, we're going to uh, we're going to bench blue chips. We're going to cut uh, hustlers. Or oh, sorry, we're going to cut. What was the third one? I apologize. He got game. He got game. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh, you're good, coach. Yao Ming, Tracy McGrady, Steve Francis. Oh man, you know my boys. Uh, I'm a huge Rockets fan. Uh, we're going to. Uh, so for me, I'm going to start Tracy McGrady. I'm going to bench Yao Ming. I'm going to cut Steve Francis. It's tough to cut Steve Francis, but. Uh, you know, it's hard. I, you know, grew up watching T-Mac and Yao Ming, so it's hard for me to cut either one of them. Nah, I think you made the right choice there, Coach. All right, Rockets, Astros, Texans. <laughs> so, you know, this is where the baseball in me comes out a little bit. Uh, you know, we're going to start the Houston Astros. You know, they've they provided a lot of happiness for me over the last couple of years. We're going to start there. We're going to start the Astros. We're going to... We're going to bench the Rockets, and then we'll cut the Texans. Fair enough. Last one. Hoop dirt, verbal commits, transfer portal. <laughs> uh, you know, let's do a – we're going to – we're going to start verbal commits. We're going to bench hoop dirt, and we're going to cut the transfer portal. <laughs> Love it. Coach, who are three guests I should have on the podcast? Three guests you have on the podcast. Uh, you know, I'll do uh, for starters. I'll do one of our guys here, uh, Josh Morrow. He uh, he's getting ready to be a graduate assistant. Uh, he's looking for an opportunity right now. Um, he's uh, he was a student manager for us. Just finished up. You know, his his third year as a student manager for us. You know, the kids, the kids elite, he's an elite, elite, uh, elite manager. And he, you know, was really kind of hopped into video and he's gotten to do that with me and taking a lot of stuff you know, off, off my plate a little bit. That's helped keep me sane some. So I would say, uh, from guys, you know, I work with, he's great. Um, another one I would try to get on your podcast is, uh, this guy I worked with at Texas tech. Uh, he's now the assistant coach at California named Matt Trebinsky. Uh, he's a, he's a character, you know, he's, you know, one of the funniest guys I've ever met and, you know, but he's, you know, super humble, super down to earth guy. And, uh, and he, you know, truly be a joy to talk to, I think, uh, to get the opportunity to do so. And uh, and a third one uh, is, a, is a really good buddy of mine who's um, who's actually out of Boise State right now named Nate Martin. He uh, He's a GA out there. He was a GA at Texas Tech my senior year as a manager. Uh, you know, kid's a grinder. You know, he works his butt off. And and he's, uh, he's a kid who's eventually going to be a really good head coach one day. So those are uh, those are the three names I would give you, you know, that, uh, you know, guys that, I've gotten to know really well who I think, you know, would be a true joy to talk to on your, on your podcast. What advice would you give student managers who are looking to be a GA or work their way up the coaching ranks? Yeah. You know, so uh, I tell our guys now, you know, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease on. Um, that's kind of the saying that, you know, my mom always told me, uh, you know, just kind of be proactive, you know, put your name out there. That's, it never hurts to put your name out there. Um, You know, it's, it's better to, you know, know that you 
did everything you could to get in contact with these coaches than to sit back on your heels and one day look up and be like, man, you know, I should have just sent that email or I should have made that call or things like that. Um, and then more so for, you know, if you're trying to get a GA spot within your program, but also, you know, just the coaches, you know, uh, you know, just keep those, keep those relationships close. Um, you know, never, never let anybody slip away because you never know down the road when uh, you could be a huge asset for them. And, or, you know, if there's an opportunity that comes up, you know, they might think to you, might be like, oh man, you know, let me give him a call. Uh, so those are a couple of things I would say, you know, always be proactive, put your name out there, uh, keep relationships close. And the third one is just, uh, it's always be available, you know, uh, let them know, you know, hey coach, you need anything, I'm here, here for you, you know, if you're in your program, coach, you need Maybe do something for you if you need to go walk your dog, if you need me to take your car to get a wash, if you need me to pull clips on this kid, you know, if you need me to go rebound for someone. So, you know, just let me know, I'll do it. Um, and I'll tell a quick story if you don't mind of the kid who uh who uh is a good buddy of mine. He uh he finished up as a student manager at Ole Miss and um he, you know, was looking for a GA spot, you know, and you know, Coach Beard came in and uh you know, he was, you know, trying to get on at Ole Miss, you know, and, and he happened to call me and he was, you know, telling me, you know, Hey, you know, what's, you know, what's beer like, uh, you know, I really, you know, love to be here and work for him. And one of the big things I told him, you know, it's kind of like I was telling you, you know, just be available, you know, coach, be anything I'm here. Let me know. Uh, I'm like, I want to do it. I'll be here, you know, all day, every day. Uh, and he was, you know, for those first two weeks, you know, he was around, you know, every little thing needed to get done, you know, he, was there and got it done and coach knew we could rely on him and and actually coach Peter ended up giving him a GA spot, you know. So just seeing something like that and you know and, and I'll tell anybody, you know, he's gonna work for one of the you know the best coaches in the country. So uh you know it's stuff like that, you know, that you know, things that may seem really, really little could, you know, go the longest way when it's all said and done. Uh you know, so it um it's kind of one of those things where it's, you know, it's uh, it's very rewarding when you when you know your hard work pays off. So I love it, Coach. If listeners want to get in touch with you, email, social media, what have you, what's the best way? Uh, absolutely. So, um, easiest way to get in touch with me would be through you know Instagram or Twitter. Uh, for both my Instagram and my Twitter, it's going to be at c wakefield twenty two c w a k e f i e l d twenty two. Um, you know, I, I'd love to talk to any and everybody, you know, who's, uh, you know, listens to the podcast, um, you know, and, you know, I'll, I'll give you all my phone number as well too, you know, if you do reach out, um, you know, I'd love to, you know, love to hear, you know, your stories and I'd love to see, you know, you know, what makes you want to get into basketball or why this is the profession, you know, that you've decided to choose. And I'd be happy to tell you my story as well. Um, you know, I, I love to talk ball. I could talk ball all day, every day. So, uh. You know, it's uh that'd be the easiest way for me. Uh my email, you know, is also a good way. Um my email is cole.wakefield1 at louisiana.edu. Cole.wakefield1 at louisiana.edu. Awesome. Coach, can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast, my man. David, hey, man, hey, it's a pleasure. I really, really appreciate you, man. Appreciate everything you do and uh and, you know, hey, just keep working hard, man. You know, I know you are, and, you know, it's it's what you do, and it's what you're about. So uh, keep doing big things. This podcast is awesome, by the way, you know, uh, and I'm blessed to be a part of it. 
Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Box Score podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and rate five stars.